0: Hello, universe! I don't uh, sign on with as much enthusiasm as perhaps I'm indicating, since I've just found out that there will be no way for me to watch or even listen to the college football playoff championship, since I don't have a station that provides me the ESPN radio broadcast as far as I can determine. So... I guess I'll just have to look it up tomorrow on the paper and say, oh, well, that's what happened. And that would be one of the downsides of being poor. While you uh, used to be able to watch everything you wanted to watch on TV because it was all on three channels, well, now you have to pay for everything. And since I don't pay for ESPN, I don't get to watch college football's championship. The The football championship, by the way, of the amateur athlete organization that is our NCAA system. The unpaid athletes. The ones for whom there is no money in the game, other than the the under-the-table money that they get, and some of the signing bonus money and shit that they're starting to get. I don't know, there's money. But still, the fan, because we took what was a national broadcast and turned it over to ESPN and said, well, you should just take it and make people pay for it. Well, that's where we are. Yay. So, go Washington! Unpause. Okay, so a little bit of hope. I did not think to check the FM dial for my local ESPN affiliate, but 93.3 here in Denver, Colorado, maybe a station playing the college football championship. So maybe I'm not as poor as I thought. Well, I mean,. I'm even poorer than I thought. But still, I might get to listen to football so that I don't think about it all the time. Right? Isn't that what we do over here? Circuses and breads and stuff? Pause. Yeah, ESPN, baby, It's it. Okay, I'm paused. So that means I've got roughly half an hour of fuck around time. And I think how we should fuck around for this time is let's talk about that Tepe that they found in Turkey that they named Gobekli? Um, There are many Tepe's in Turkey. Tepe just means hill, mound, um, pile of dirt, big pile of dirt, big pile of dirt. But what it doesn't mean is um, explainable archaeological site. Because they keep digging up these tepes, Gobekli just the most, well, not even the most recent one. There's two more since then that are as old and as profound. But what Gobekli Tepe is, is an ancient site that shows the kind of masonry, uh, astronomy, and uh, artistic creativity that is inexplicable for the timeline in which it exists, which is between 11,900 years ago and 8,000 years ago. And what makes it interesting with that 8,000-year mark is somebody buried it intentionally. Seriously. Pause. Yeah. So, think about that. 3,500 years of usage and then buried, intentionally. 3,500 years of usage would put us back to the dynastic time of Cleopatra. I mean, we are talking the sort of time span here where these tepes, whatever their purpose was, sophisticated in skill and artisan training that they reveal, well... Where are these peoples from this time? Who did it? Who had the skill set? I know I spoke in the last recording that the Sumerian record of the Anunnaki show the first real examples of blank, blank, blank. Well, no, the first real examples of all that stuff are here. And this is right on the boundary of the last ice age. So whoever this community is that had this skill set has had it for a while. Now, this one you could talk me into, the aliens landed, they did their thing, and then 3,500 years later they took off. Because that's what's so weird about the whole Turkish landscape. It was put to furious use for several millennia, And then discarded with intent, hidden from view, as it were, to keep it safe. Who does this? Who on planet Earth did it? Pause. Okay, on pause. Well, I haven't gotten sidetracked by that uh, silly game of ball and foot, um, where Michigan was clearly the favorite to... Win the game throughout the entire game. Well, boring though it was, I did listen to most of it. Um, And when I finally gave up on the Huskies, well, they gave up on themselves at some point, but I stayed another series or two to see if they might just get lucky enough to stumble into something, but they didn't. They just proved once again that if you look for the signs that power is reinforcing power and therefore. No unexpected underdog outcome is going to be welcome. Well, all those signs were right there. And I even texted my mom right before the game, Michigan's going to win this, guaranteed. And the omen that sent me over the edge was realizing how much ESPN had fluffed up its choices for Michigan versus uh, Washington. Their experts had weighed in, giving their opinion of what the game would result in as prognosticators, and 16 of their 24 experts had picked Washington. And <clears throat> they had gone out of their way to fluff up the Washington contingent to make it look enormous because the Michigan contingent looked minuscule in comparison, even though it was a 2 to 1. Uh, 2 to 1, was it 24 to 16? I think it was 24 to 16. So, whatever those numbers are, 40 total, it looked like it was. 30 to 10, and it just made anybody who was looking to think, well, where are the experts? Oh, they're all on Washington, when in fact, Michigan was clearly going to win the game. And so, to me, ESPN wants as much money coming in on the losing side as possible, so they make the losing side look like the overwhelming choice of all their, their so-called experts, and therefore lead some gambling money into the long-shot side of the equation so as to maximize the favorite. And the favorite comes through. In under and covering the spread fashion, no less. A professional gambler's dream. But, I didn't get on to talk about that when we're burying monuments like Gobekli Tepe. And I've, I've really hit a dead end as to who these peoples are, unless we've drastically uh, <clears throat> underestimated the age of Gobekli Tepe. Because the idea that this was uh, created in the 11.5 zone, right after the last ice age, means somebody came out of hibernation and basically put this thing together. So they had it all ready to go while they were diving down in, the, in the, uh, the labyrinth underneath Derinkuyu, that underneath city, that underground city, of capability of uh, housing, I think, 100,000 people, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it was the sort of uh, secure fortress that one would think might survive an ice age. There was that. So there is evidence that maybe some civilization was ready to go right after the Ice Age. And so they build these tepes everywhere. And they do this because they've just been through an astronomical uh, upheaval uh, cataclysmic event that sent them into the underground. So they need to track the next instance of this phenomena. Which is why I think it lends itself to maybe a cyclical interpretation of the universe's energies in play. Or this planet's uh, robust expansion tectonics as it moves from its collapsed, all-rocky, submerged ocean's uh, smothered state to its natural, low-atmosphere, watery, wonderland state. Or maybe somebody set the planet in this particular temperate zone to be accommodating of liquid water. Maybe that's the whole point of Earth's existence, is that it supports liquid water. The rarity of that, to me, is as rare a phenomenon as anything involved. But all of these things are just the question marks and conundrums you run into when you start thinking about, well, what what does this mean? So... I get why the Egyptians just want to pretend this shit doesn't exist. And I get why other people want to pretend that this is the uh, Rosetta Stone of ancient civilizations proving that we are being lied to about our history. Um, it's, It's, I guess, the hubris of humanity and its belief that it knows everything. That really is the greatest stumbling block here. We can't be humble in the face of the knowledge that we are completely ignorant about, or at best making guesses to fill in holes that are deep and continuous across timelines that don't even make sense when converged together. There's a whole lot of obfuscation, in my opinion, when it comes to trying to uncork the lies that are plainly there to be seen. Like the age of civilized mankind. If we aren't willing now to double our timeline as to where that exists, and then again, the entire concept of what the Ice Age meant, how much could miles of ice have ruined a civilization's presence that was here literally to be destroyed at that time. If these questions don't start to spark your imagination about what planet Earth, humanity, its place on it, and the continuous energy that we have injected in our harmonic and disharmonic relation to this planet as a body at large, well... Go look at those Alora Caves. Think about Petra and how it had to have been built. Or that uh, elevated fortress, Sigura, down in Cambodia, I think, or Indonesia. Regardless, you'll find it. S-I-G-U-R-Y-A, maybe? Something like that. It's a big old rock. These things are amazing. They're literally amazing. They, they fill you with awe. When you think about their existence and what we were capable of then, well, if technology has afforded us anything, we're capable of more things now. So where's our impression of grandeur on this planet as a civilization? What have we done to leave a mark of awesomeness for generations far down the line to discover and think twice about. How have we left our signature of achievement with planet Earth's harmony? What have we done? Well, maybe thoughts like that in a world divided by nations, those thoughts are too big Maybe not, though. Maybe the realization that those lines on a map, those nation-states we claim, they don't mean anything. How is somebody living in New Mexico not the brethren of the people living in Mexico? More so than the brethren of the people living in Maine, your compulsion... To team up as a human being is undeniable. We all do it. But we can be misled as to what our team really is if we listen to cues outside ourselves tell us how our teams are aligned. I'm not insinuating in any way that the people in New Mexico, the people in Mexico, and the people in Maine aren't all the same people. They are. But our local interests our local communities, our local strength of existence in our camaraderie of who we exist with is being severed, at least in America, day by day. It gets harder and harder to envision a community atmosphere emerging in this country again, given the dissociative, unique, identity-driven individualism that now dominates everything about America. Is that a mistake? I really don't know. Like I said, this could just be the time to be alive when things went from one way to another, and the shocking transition, well, to witness it, is, at a a minimum, jarring. Every time I think about what we are becoming, I grow less and less confident that we'll survive our own existence. And I, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I don't even want to be pessimistic. I just have a hard time finding the, the crack in the facade that is so overwhelming that allows us to ascend through that rock face and not collapse under its weight. So, uh, but why would you bury Gobekli Tepe? Why would you intentionally hide it from the universe? Who's going to see it that you decide, nope, nope. You'll just destroy it. You'll just move in and use it. You'll just what? You'll just know how strong we are. You'll just have figured out who did the pyramids. You'll have come to a realization about this planet that we don't want you to see. Why do you bury Gobekli Tepe? a mystery that I don't have an answer for. But I'll come back with some shit that I can answer. Because I don't want to just have this be a big old question mark recording. And so pause. unpause it. Because I don't know why you would bury Gobekli Tepe. And then why it would stay buried for 8,000 years before we discovered it. Or wait... Wouldn't that be 10,000 years? Because we're talking about them being 11... No, wait, I, <clears throat> don't hold me to the BC stuff here. I might be 2,000 years off because I may be going 11,500 years from today's date or 11,500 years before Christ. And I know it's not before Christ anymore. It's like something else. BD or ABC or FLL. It doesn't matter. Roughly, at the last Ice Age, this... Uh, this monument was, or this monument, this, um, well, I don't know if they've declared it to be a place of inhabitation, or habitation, because um, the initial uh, dig did not uncover residences, but I think the secondary digs have. So, I believe Gobekli Tepe represents a community of residences, but if not, then I know the other Tepe's they're uncovering do. So, these um, historical realities <clears throat> mean everything that we've been taught about the uh, the, uh, the ascension of knowledge as humanity has gained and become more um, civilized in the process. Well, if these places exist then we were a whole lot more civilized way back when than we knew. And then what happened to disrupt it, to make us have to go through all that Sumerian shit, to go through it all over again 5,000 years ago to today? What happened in those 3,000 years from 8,000 B.C. to 5,000 B.C. when the Sumerians and their type arise? Well, good question. And still a better question is, why would you bury Gobekli Tepe? That's the question of the century so far. Pause. Pause. Okay. Well, I have to admit that I did get my ass out of the house today, finally. Applied for three jobs, so that's good. Got uh, the uh, vaporizer <coughs> situation handled by replenishing my burn torch so I can do dabs again, which is why I'm going to say I'm going to go do some dabs, and then we're going to talk more about whether or not I've been in an eight-week funk. Pause. Unpause. Okay. So, it was this, uh, let's see, 58 days ago <clears throat> that I was, um, I was rake slapped. Uh, if you step on a rake and it fucking, the handle hits you right in the face, is that being rake slapped? Because that's what it was like. Um, to have my my entire uh, life upended in one day, which I didn't see coming, which is what's so frustrating about it. I didn't even know that it was in play, that I was entering territory that <clears throat> could be so disruptive. And boy, does that ever describe the year 20, well, what is last year? We count that as the year after the year that love was left on the cutting room floor, but we don't really have... A number for it since we really have no idea how old anything is so giving anything an annual count seems facetious at best but being facetious as I am I will go ahead and call it 2023 that year was the year that I stepped on many a rake didn't even know it did not know I was turning around to step on another rake even though I was turning around to step on another rake and so, <clears throat> when the ultimate disruptive rake came down on the thirteenth of, well, no, on the twelfth of November, I guess uh, I guess that was the sign that <clears throat> that <clears throat> the year for me was ready to end. There were still, uh, I believe, seven and a half weeks left, maybe eight. Um, but I was ready for it to be over. And, uh, I think part of what has sidelined me since is I didn't really make that decision. It's just what November and December ended up being. And so by the, (sighs) Hmm, sorry, don't mean to ding the burns matic by the Time uh, I had talked myself into saying, oh yeah, well, when January gets here, I'll start doing the things I need to do for January, even though I had lived November and December as a lethargic shut-in. Well, not lethargic in exercise, but lethargic in effort for engaging the world. Well, now engaging the world feels overwhelming again. I fucking hate when I get in this mode. And so I think the only way to really solve it is to go to an open mic tonight, which I haven't done in a while. And of course, I still haven't even um, unfolded all the lessons learned about comedy over the course of the year 2023. But this is year 2024, at least if we're going to go by that counting system. And so, it's a new year with new opportunities. Maybe there's a new engagement on the comedy scene that was awaiting my persistence to reveal itself. And today will be the day. Or, given that it's already 5 o'clock, and uh, that's getting kind of late to make it to the open mic night that's tonight, maybe I'll go to the one on Thursday. But I uh, I had this flash of inspiration this afternoon saying, you know what I should do tonight? And an open mic was exactly the response. And I haven't felt that way in months, probably since October. So, listening to that voice, I think, is important, and I think might be exactly the uh, pry bar necessary to re-engage myself with the world at large, and thus eject myself from this bedroom uh, comfort that I have, like some sort of bug in a cocoon, established. This is not living, It may not be uh, living to go to a comedy open mic night. I'll I'll agree with you there. But um, it's at least engaging the universe again. And I have been sorely missing my engagement with the universe. So, that, plus, what the fuck happened that they buried Gobekli Tepe? And why'd they have to name it Gobekli? Gobekli? Gobekli. So, uh, yeah, why'd they bury Gobekli Tepe? Intentionally, and does that mean that we're sitting on mounds of hills and tepes across the universe that are intentionally buried, uh, megaliths from 8,000 years ago? Did they do it across the globe? Was this a universal effort to hide civilization or to ward off some sort of incoming cataclysmic disaster? Why would you bury? your civilizational structure. You're either hiding it or you're protecting it. I just can't figure out which one.